Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbalay. Today, Manchester versus San Jose. This is somewhat in follow-up to listener Andy Dorsch's question, but I wanted to give some comparative discussion. I've tried to record this topic previously, didn't work out too well. This is take two, a few days later. When I lived in Manchester, I actually lived on the outskirts of Manchester in a place called Wilmslow, which is quite distinct from Manchester. Manchester is an industrial city. It's a industrial revolution industrial city, in fact. It's a fascinating city to spend any time in because you realise that a number of the problems that Manchester faces are akin to any major city. But the way in which the Manchester bureaucracy deals with it, the way in which the community deals with it, the way in which the various community components take part is very interesting and unique and distinctly European. Like, it's not even really a British approach. I suspect that it's probably modelled on Rotterdam or these kind of places where you have large industrial cities in Europe, and you have a variety of problems that are unique to these industrial cities. And through this, I get... It's more an emotion than a series of components, which makes it rather difficult to do a compare and contrast... But I just get the sense in Manchester that things function to a slightly higher degree. There's a slightly higher degree of social responsibility. There's a slightly higher degree associated with social cohesion. And a lot of the stuff that I encounter in San Jose, I think would be quite alien in Manchester. While I was in Manchester, there was a, I don't know what they're called in the UK. Firefighter, I think is the American term. I don't know what we'll call them in the UK. This is one of these word can't find kind of situations. Anyway, there's the UK equivalent of the firefighters. They had the strike, an ongoing strike, a protracted strike, while I was in Wilmslow. And I would walk past the fire station on a daily basis on my way to and from work. In fact, I walked in a circle, so I only passed the fire station typically once a day. And I saw the firefighters out there, and I saw them picketing and these kind of things. I thought to myself, I still feel relatively safe. Like, if there was a fire, I know something would happen. The level of social cohesion is such that I didn't feel like one component of danger in my life wouldn't be resolved based on these firefighters striking. And in contrast, in San Jose, a large component of my life associated with crime and policing and these kind of things, I know isn't working. The police come out to talk to us and say, unless you're being killed, we're not going to answer your calls which is a very curious way to represent these things. And the police here aren't striking. They're going about their duties, but just at a kind of 20% capacity, which I think is the only coherent possibility that can be achieved in most large American cities. So rather than actually striking to improve conditions, they just decide that they're going to just kind of tick back their work to only what they perceive to be the most important things. And actually serving the community, that whole nature that, you know, there's a social responsibility in a number of these professions. I mean, honestly, I feel there's a social responsibility with my job as well. You want to get people to enjoy Netflix and make sure that the stuff's still working, all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think most jobs have a certain degree of social responsibility. People through the system, and certainly through my experience of living in a number of cities, including cities in the Bay Area, like, I lived in Los Gatos, Campbell, Sunnyvale, all completely different cities, all cities in the Bay Area. None of these cities behave like San Jose, associated with social responsibility. 
So when you look at, compare and contrast Manchester to San Jose, my perspective is that the notion of social responsibility is completely absent here. And when I feel that this is an alien environment, an environment that I can't actively contribute to, and also an environment that makes very little sense to me, it relates primarily to the fact that no person in an official capacity that I communicate with here has any degree of social responsibility. They have no degree of responsibility at all. And yet, through the patterns and practices, you know, elections are carried on, various people are elected, you know, the mayor came literally, he was our council member in our area with all the problems in our area, many of which he added to while he was our council member, went on to become mayor. So it's like the processes go on. People still go out and vote. People still go out and elect these people. But they don't actually have any degree of social responsibility. And that really scares me. To sit in front of public officials who say, we're not going to do our jobs because, you know, X, Y, what have you. But I just can't understand public officials that say explicitly, we're not going to do our jobs. And the reasons that they give for this seem to me to be very curious and manufactured. And actually... When you have a perspective that you're not going to do your job, very little can come of that. Like, you're already in a position where, like, what will cause you to start doing your job again? Like, what series of factors do we need to do in order for you to start doing your job again? And really the notion here is, what is a job in the context of these things? Like, if you refuse to do many things, many things that you could probably do through any reasonable anticipation... Are you doing your job? Are there others out there that could do your job for you? And I think this is really very curious because I come from a far-left perspective. I certainly believe in the rights to strike and these kind of things. What strikes me here, if you don't mind the pun, is that none of these standard operating methods are used to address the power structure. And because the police and the city work hand-in-hand not to do work, There's no means of standard conflict resolution in anything that I've seen. There's just like this ongoing agreement between the city officials, the police, not to do their jobs, which strikes me as really very, very curious. But you've got to realise here that the relationship between the city and the police is the most important relationship there is in terms of one having the other one's back in this circumstance. And it means that there's not even like a standard negotiating procedure It's just an agreement that these people are going to take money and not work. And what's particularly curious is every aspect of what they say. So, for example, I say that the police salaries are very low. You can look on websites that will give you the police salaries. The police are paid comparable to senior software engineers in the Bay. And I don't have a problem with that. But I have a problem with them saying that they're not particularly well paid. And then you look up and you see that they're earning, you know, $300,000, $250,000. That's reasonably paid. That's paid certainly to a level where if you don't do your job, there should be another person that can replace you in some very curious sense. So I hope this has given Andy Dorsch some perspective associated with my own views here. And I wanted to do a compare and contrast because I'm thinking a lot about my time in Manchester currently, particularly as we consider returning to that part of the world at some time in the future. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.